Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm so glad to see you here. I believe God's got a word for you if you're ready to receive. Praise the name of Jesus. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 1. I'm sure you're familiar with the story of the fall of man, original sin, where the, the snake came in the garden and, and tempted and Adam and Eve fell and all of humanity fell at one time. So the title of my sermon is Kick That Snake Out of Your Garden. Praise God. We need to kick that snake out of our garden. You know, God gave man authority, and we're going to read that in just a moment. As you're looking at that, uh, we're looking at Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 26, and this is where God gave man authority over the earth. And, uh, you know, speaking of the authority, while you're looking there, I re remember a story. There was a, a pastor. He was out visiting some of his, his people, some of his parishioners, and he was knocking on the door of a particular home, and he knew someone was home, but they weren't answering the door. And he knocked, and they wouldn't answer the door, and he knocked again. They, they didn't answer the door. He knew they were there. And eventually, he uh, pulled out his business card and wrote on the card, uh, Revelation 3.20, which says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Then he went on home, and uh, next Sunday, he, he walked into his office and slipped under the door. The card was returned. On the other side of the card, there was a scripture there. It was Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. So he grabbed his Bible and looked it up and said, what's Genesis 3.10? And it says in Genesis 3.10, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Behold, I was naked. <laughs> Get it? All right. So we're going to be looking at the garden where the snake came in and tempted Adam and Eve. But none of that would have happened if Adam had not been passive, if the men of the house hadn't been passive, even Eve had not been passive and letting that snake in there, there would have been no sin. There would have been no curse. There would have been no death if he had just taken his dominion. That's what we're going to read right here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. That's authority. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over the earth, and every creep, creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Well, you know that included that snake. He had dominion. As soon as God created man, he gave him dominion. He gave him authority over the earth. First thing he did, gave him authority. So Adam was placed in a position far above that devil, above the snake. You know, we, we can't be passive. passive. Passivity is the glove into which the devil can put his hand. And, and you've got to realize, he, if, you, if you are just, you know, passive with him, he, he is the most cruel being that has ever existed. He hates humanity. He loves to see the destruction of sin and death that's, that's wreaking havoc, havoc across this planet. He hates us with a passion. He wants to see us destroyed. He, he actually enjoys seeing our children suffering and in pain. He, he loves seeing broken marriages and broken homes and, and men strung up in, on addictions. Him and his demons and his fallen angels are, are the most evil beings that have ever been. You got to understand the enemy that is arrayed against us. You can't be passive with this guy. When he shows up in your house, in your home, attacking your family, you can't just be, you know, passive and apathetic 
It's the worst thing you could ever do is do nothing or back down. I, I am proposing this morning that if the enemy is attacking you, that you don't just back away into a corner and, and get scared and start shaking and say, oh no, not again. What are we going to do? Understand you as a man or a woman, you have been given, been given authority. But now we've been given authority in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Our enemy wants to destroy us. Jesus himself called him a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. That, that's what he did. He murdered the entire human race, both physically and spiritually. He's murdered the entire human race. He is a murderer from the beginning. He even enjoys knowing that sinners go to hell and suffer for all of eternity, where he will eventually end up in the lake of fire as well. We have an enemy that hates us. You cannot be passive when he shows up attacking your children. Attacking your mind with thoughts of fear, of lust, of worry. You cannot be passive with him. He, he is the ancient evil. He has been around and he, he, is, he is formidable for us. But he is no match for God. Some people think, well, you know, the devil's kind of the, the uh, antithesis or the opposite of God. Oh, he's no match for God. He is a created being. He had a beginning. He is not all-knowing. He is not all-powerful. He is not eternal. He hasn't existed in eternity past. He is limited in strength and in power. He cannot be in all places at once, knowing all things at once. He is limited. He is no match for God. He may be a match for some of the angels, but in the end, we, we learned about one angel. One single angel is going to take that dude and throw him in a bottomless pit. Just one is all it's going to take. And one day we're going to look down on him in that pit and say, that's the one that started so much trouble in the earth? Him? We're going to be shocked looking upon him that he's just another created being. Hallelujah. We've got a name above every name. I preached it last time. The name of Jesus. We've been given authority in the earth. If Adam had just taken his authority and kicked that snake out of that garden, None of this would have happened. And so I want to encourage you, don't be passive. Be violently aggressive when you recognize that the enemy is attacking your home or your body or your children or your ministry or whatever he's trying to do. Now, we, we'll have to deal with him. As long as we're in this life, we're, we're going to have to deal with him. But that's okay because we have everything we need. We've got the name of Jesus. We've got the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. Glory to God. We've got all we need. I want to mention some of the names of our enemy. This, this is kind of a description of who he is. He is called Lucifer originally. He was a, an angel called Lucifer in Isaiah. He's also called the evil one in Matthew 5.37. He's the accuser of our brethren. He is the father of lies. He is the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit that now works and those who are the children of disobedience. In Revelation 12, he's called the great dragon. Matthew 4, he's called the tempter. John 10, he's called the thief. Matthew 13, he's called the enemy. He's called the ancient serpent, Revelation 12. The prince of this world, John 12, 31. That's because Adam gave him authority by sinning. 
That's why he's called the prince of the air, the prince of this world. He's called Beelzebub, the prince of demons in Matthew 12. And of course, we know him as the devil, which is, which is a word that simply means he's the accuser and the slanderer. But too many believers, too many Christians are passive when the enemy comes. They back down and just say, oh, no, not again. What are we going to do? And they get full of fear and worry and the devil attacks their body or attacks their finances or attacks their children. It's, oh, no, what are we going to do? Understand, you have the authority to kick the devil out of your garden. You have the name of Jesus. You have the word of God. Satan quivers when he realizes you have the name of Jesus in your lips. He is scared to death of that name because that name has the authority. See, God enforces whatever we call. We can bind on earth. We can loose on earth. We can bind in heaven, loose in heaven. God enforces the power. God enforces our words when we bind the enemy's attacks. He attacks but we have the authority of the name of Jesus, the name above every name. We don't ever need, need to fear the devil, ever. He's afraid of us. He shivers, he quakes. There was, there was one, one brother who, where, where, where Jesus gave him a vision. In fact, he, he saw Jesus in the vision, and, and the brother was you know, talking with Jesus, and, and this devil comes along, this demon just shows up and starts screaming and yelling and and so he's he's trying to hear from jesus and this demon is over here making all this noise so he says in the name of jesus shut up to that devil and that thing just flops on the ground like a sack of sand and just and just sisters and quivers and shakes in fear and terror and he says in the name of jesus leave this church and he ran down the aisle and, and ran out the door the devil is scared of the name of jesus if we would use it if we would stop being passive, hallelujah. I mean, we, we got to get mad at the devil. When we see the enemy attacking our children, we need to get mad at the devil. Become aggressive and violently aggressive. You know, the Jesus, the devil would show up during the ministry of Jesus. And, you know, people, various people were possessed with demons and, and Jesus didn't talk to them. The, the devils, he would just say, shut up and get out. That's about all we need to say, but there is so much power when we say it in the name of Jesus. That's all we need to do is say, shut up, devil, and get out. Don't be passive. Don't be afraid. And believe, believe that God will enforce the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In other words, he will back your words. He is there. You know, the, the Bible never teaches us that, that actually God is going to rebuke the devil for us. He says we've been given the authority of the name of Jesus. We've been given the authority. He, he says when he was leaving, Jesus was leaving the earth, he gave us the great commission. He said all power or authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And so what does he do? He, as soon as he gets all power, he delegates that power to us and says, now you will be casting out devils. That's one of the signs of the believers. In other words, again, we have authority over snakes and over scorpions. He gave that to his disciples over there in Luke chapter, uh, I believe it was chapter 9. And they went around and they were amazed that they were able to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now we don't uh, uh, joy in the fact that we have this power and go around touting it. And, and No, no, we, we rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We rejoice that our names are written in heaven, that we have a relationship with God. But listen, we don't have to put up with the enemy in our home anymore. 
we need to recognize, we have to have our eyes open and realize we are fighting a spiritual battle as long as we're in this life. Over there in Ephesians, I'm sure you're familiar with Ephesians, it says we, uh, well, let's just read it, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, we're the brethren, those that are Christians, right? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord. In other words, we're not relying in our ability. We don't have the ability to do anything against the devil. We have to be strong and rely on His power. We can tap into the power of God we can we have access to the power of the Holy Ghost and we can rely on his strength when we're going through trials and tribulations. Be, don't, don't be strong in yourself. You be strong in yourself. You're going to quit every time. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That is what you have access to the power of God. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may, you may be able to stand against what? The wiles of the devil. So we understand that we are in a spiritual uh, war of sorts. We are wrestling against him. As long as, as we're in this life, we're going to have to deal with him. We can't ignore him and say, la, 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 I hope he's not there. You know, close our ears and, and act like he's not there. That's a sure way to, to, to be destroyed. You're, you're you know, the enemy's going to attack your family, your marriage, your body, your children. He, you have to deal with him. Now, I'm not saying that you become obsessive and, and, you know, some people get crazy and think there's a devil behind every bush. No, you don't I, don't. I don't even think about the devil until he shows up. Okay, I, I don't even worry about demons and devils and all that mess. That, I, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. But if he ever shows up, I'm going to make sure he regrets it. I'm going to use the name of Jesus, tell him to shut up and get out rebuke him in the name of the Lord. You know, I am not going to back down. And as long as I see him attacking, you know, my children or my family, my home, I am not going to back down. I'm going to be like a bulldog that just holds on to the truth of God's word until he leaves. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to back down. Too many Christians are being passive. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to back down and get scared and get worried and think of all the things that can go wrong and all the possibilities. And now what if this happens and then I'm going to have to do this. And if this happens, I'm going to have to do that. And, and, and instead of using the name of Jesus, pulling out the sword of the spirit, using the scripture against the enemy, that's what we need to do. We need to stand. That's the next verse for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against, and these, these, these are the classes of demons, against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Actually, I want to emphasize one other thing. In verse 11, it says we need to stand. Our, understand, uh, stand means to, to hold your place. Again, I don't go out looking for the devil. I stand in the place that God has placed me. In my home is where I have authority. You do too. In your home, both husbands and wives, you have authority over your, your home, your children, your marriage, your finances, your own body, your own life. That's where God has given you dominion. So in those places, you stand. You don't go out looking for the devil. You don't worry about the devil. But if he ever shows up on your front door, you're ready. 
you're ready because you've got the Word of God in your mouth. You've got the sword of the Spirit ready. So you hold your position. You hold your place. And He comes into your territory. That's when you kick Him out. Kick that snake out of your garden. And realize in verse 12, so, so we don't wrestle against all these spiritual powers. Uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but realize we are dealing with spiritual beings. Well, you know, they're unseen. How do we know we're under attack? Well, you, you've got to have your eyes open to, to recognize. You know, some people say, oh, you know, I, I, I know uh, I, I'm, I'm having thoughts of, of, of fear and worry. You know, that, that, that's not a spiritual attack. Or, you know, I'm having all these lustful thoughts and, you know, that's not a spiritual attack. But, but you've got to recognize if those thoughts are persisting, that is a spiritual attack. Open up your eyes and realize the, the, the war is, is, is not out here with, with, with weapons, of course. We, we realize that, but I mean, sometimes we forget the war is up here. You've got to deal with the thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God, casting down every thought and evil imagination that rises up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You start here and say, no, I will not think those lustful thoughts. I will not think thoughts of fear and worry and panic. I will not back down and pull out the scriptures, remind yourself of the scriptures, speak the scriptures. If you're dealing with fear, get all the scriptures together and study. Uh, uh, the, the power of fear has been broken. You have not been given the spirit of fear. If you're dealing with, with lustful thoughts, find all the scriptures that talk about putting your mind on the things of God, seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Put your mind on heavenly things. So not to the flesh, but so to the spirit. Glory to God, walk not in the flesh, but walk in the Spirit. Be fruitful in the gifts of, uh, not the gifts, but the fruit of the Spirit. Put your mind on good things. Glory to God. So uh, realize spiritual attacks happen in our mind. You cannot, you cannot even sin unless you think it first. There has to be the thought process first. It's impossible to sin unless you're thinking it. And there, there's sins of omission where you don't know you're doing them. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about sins of commission or those that are, let's put it this way, sins that are knowledgeable, but you know you're doing them. You can't do those unless you've thought it first. So if we could catch it here, you know, the devil came in the garden and, and just said words. I mean, he didn't make Adam and Eve go eat that fruit, right? He didn't force them to go eat that fruit. No, they weren't forced to do anything. They chose to do it, but they could have dealt with it with thoughts first. I know that God said not to eat of that fruit. I will surely die, God says. So if I would just believe that and then say, shut up, devil, shut up, snake, and kick him out of that garden. You know, men, listen, you need to protect your women, your wives from the snakes. Men of the house need to, and, and you know, you, you don't just protect, protect them from the natural snakes, but from the spiritual snakes and scorpions. You see your wife is under attack. Recognize that. Deal with that. Understand the enemy's attacking my wife. Don't say, well, I just wonder what to do. You, you start praying. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. God, I, I realize my wife is under attack. What do I do? Or my child is under attack. What do I do? And I promise you, God will tell you what to do. He will give you insight. He will help you understand this is what's happening, and this is what you need to do about it. He absolutely will. He'll do it every time because he doesn't want them under attack either. He doesn't want to see them fail any more than you do or see them go under or see them sick or die or whatever. 
God, God wants deliverance. God is our Savior, right? So he's going to give you what you need to know to take care of your kids or to, to protect your wife. Wives, uh, uh, Eve had authority too. She had authority in the earth. She had the same authority that Adam had over the earth. And she, instead of backing down in fear and going, oh, no, what's going to happen? I'm afraid and, and this could happen. The, the devil feeds off of fear. You can't, you, you can't let fear into your heart. You have to be aggressive like a, a pit bull and say, no, you are not going to touch my children in the name of Jesus. Devil, you shut up and get out of my house. Get away from my children. Get away from my, my husband. You know, you have to be aggressive. Over there in, uh, let's look at, your, your, uh, I'm going to look at uh, the story. You're probably familiar with the story where Elijah, there was a king that was uh, upset that Elisha was, was telling all his secrets. Elisha was, was trying to attack Israel. And so the prophet Elisha, uh, the king was trying to attack Israel. So the prophet Elijah uh, was, was warning Israel. And so the king found out and he's like, we got to go kill this prophet. So over in, now, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14. Therefore, he, the king, uh, therefore sent he horses and chariots and a great host. So the king sent an army to go get one man. And they came at night and compassed the city. Verse 15, and when the servants... And the servant, of the, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, uh, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, unto Elisha, Alas, my, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? We've all been there. What are we going to do? Verse, verse 16 says, And he, Elisha answered, Fear not, glory to God, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Glory to God. Verse 17, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Praise God. So you, you get the picture that this city was surrounded by the armies of a king. But in the spirit, those armies were surrounded by the armies of God. God sent his armies, chariots of fire and angels. It, you know, it only takes one angel. These, these beings are massive. One angel destroyed, I think it was, Either 100 or 285,000 men in one night. Just one angel. Uh, he had, he one angel destroyed the Syrian army in the Old Testament. Just one. Hallelujah. Now think about this. We know one-third of the angels fell. Well, if one-third fell, how many are left? There's two-thirds standing with God. Praise God. There are more that be with us than be with them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God that, that God sends his angels as, as ministering spirits. Praise God. That I believe that God has guardian angels that protect us, protect our children, because we can't see into the spirit, but though they can. Glory to God. They can deal with things, and, and we don't know what to do. All we, know, all we know to do is to authorize by using the name of Jesus. 
And at that point, it's out of our hands. Now God, by, by his Holy Spirit and the angels, I don't know what happens, whatever happens, he deals with the devil. And that de devil runs away in terror. There are more that be with us than that be with them. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're also going to look at uh, Mark chapter 9, if you want to turn there. But when you're, you're dealing with something, I, I would encourage you, start praying in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we, we, we can feel like something hap some, something's happening, but we're not, not quite sure what's the root of this thing, what's going on behind the scenes. And I thank God that we can pray in the Holy Ghost and we can get revelation and God will open our eyes and say, now this is what is happening. This, you need to deal with this over here and this over here because we think it's, it's something, we look at the natural, we look at some of the, the, the outward things, but we can't see the root that's causing it. You know, when Jesus uh, dealt with that, that fig tree, you know, that fig tree was supposed to be producing figs when he was going into the city of Jerusalem, he, he didn't curse the, the tree, he actually cursed the root. We, we, we need spiritual understanding. We need to have our eyes open like, like this servant of Elisha had to have his eyes open. Well, how'd that happen? Through prayer. Pray, God, open my eyes. Help me to see what's going on here so that I know how to pray for my child or for my wife or for my, myself, my body or my, my ministry, whatever it is. God, open my eyes. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And, and his eyes were open and he could see. Glory to God. And he will give you, God will give you the plans and God will give you the direction that you need to deal with your enemy. Over there in, in Mark chapter 9, we're going to read it, verse 25. Jesus, of course, in part of his ministry was, was casting out devils. He, was, uh, he did many things. He healed the sick and, of course, preached the kingdom and cast out devils. And, and so, but this, this is one of my favorite verses. It's the only verse like it in, in the New Testament or in, in the Bible that I'm aware of. Now look at this with me. Verse 25, Mark 9. Jesus saw that the people came running together, and he rebuked the foul spirit. So there's somebody here possessed with a demon. And he rebuked the foul spirit and said unto him, the foul spirit, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. So we see, obviously, the authority that, that Jesus had, but it's that part about enter no more into him. See, the devil comes, and if you rebuke him, he'll come back again. But this particular devil, I, you know, the, 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 the devil is not everywhere. He, he's not omnipresent. He, he can't be everywhere, of course, so he has these little minions, these little demons, these imps that, that are all over the place doing the, the bidding of the enemy, the bidding of the devil, of course. So these, these demons are, are the ones that are possessing these people. So Jesus deals with the demon. But, but he said that he could rebuke that demon and tell it never to come back. Now, the devil might send another demon, but that one can never come back. Praise God. I, I just like that idea, that, that, that we can speak to the devil and tell him, you cannot come back into my home anymore. You cannot, you cannot attack my children anymore. Another one might come in the future. That as long as we're in this life, we're going to have to deal with things. But we can rebuke the devil. And in the name of Jesus, tell it, and you are not allowed to come back anymore. Praise God. Thank God for the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We, we need to stop being passive when it comes to, to the enemy's attack. Stop thinking that these are natural things happening. That there's our, there, we deal with people sometimes. Realize that there's you know, spiritual forces that we think the person is giving us a hard time. But there are spiritual forces behind that person that is trying to you know, give you a hard time. 
You know, how many think your boss is possessed with the devil, right? No, there's, there's some spiritual forces sometimes, not always, I'm just kidding. But there's, sometimes there really are, there's some spiritual forces where the enemy is trying to destroy your life through people. We, the, the person is not your enemy. Pray for your enemies. Talking about people. Bless them, Jesus said. Pray for them. You know, do good unto them. But recognize the force that's behind them. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. Recognize we are dealing, we are dealing with a spiritual battle. Again, don't misunderstand me. Don't think about devils all the time and demons all the time. I don't, and I don't encourage you to. I'm just saying, when he comes into your garden, that's the only time you need to think about him. And that's the moment you need to say, in the name of Jesus, get out. Kick him out of your garden. Chop off his head. Crush him. In the name of Jesus. Use the sword of the Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we don't have to be worried. We don't ever have to be afraid of our enemy. We can live a, a life of joy and of peace all the time. Never allowing fear and terror and that spirit of fear into our hearts. Glory to God. Because we've already overcome. Glory to God. We are, we're accepted in the beloved because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We're washed clean. See, sin gives the enemy authority to attack. But when we're washed clean, we're walking in cleanliness, cleanliness, holiness, righteousness. Praise God, the enemy can't touch us. Glory to God. Now, if you're walking in sin, well, the enemy's going to have an access to your life. So repent. <laughs> that's obvious. Repent. Close the door. You know, sometimes uh, that's something that's happening as well. We're, 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 we've, we've opened the door somewhere. We're, we've gotten into disobedience somewhere, and we kind of forgot about it. And we, that's why we need to pray, and we realize we're under attack. The Bible says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, he didn't flee. Well, either one, you didn't resist, or two, you didn't resist. Okay? He will flee from you. However, if we have opened the door to the enemy somewhere, you know what? We can pray and say, God, what's going on? I've, I've resisted the devil, but something's still not right. I'm still under attack. Pray, and, and, and again, God will give you some insight. This is, this is what opened the door. You need to repent from what you've done back here. Get back into obedience. Close that door, and you're, you're not going to have any problem with the enemy anymore. Praise God. You're going to have the authority in the name of Jesus, and he will run. He will flee from you. Glory to God. Why don't you stand with me? We'll close out. Praise God. I mean, we, we should, when, when we wake up in the mornings, the devil should be, on, be like, oh no, they're up again. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. There's some spiritual things happening that you haven't recognized. And I want I, to pray for you this morning that, that all our eyes will be open and realize that there are some spiritual attacks that you are under or your family, your children, uh, you know, your, your life, your body, your ministry, what, whatever is happening, that, that our eyes would be opened. So we, we, we would know how to deal with it in the spirit. And we know once we understand, once we get insight into what's happening, God can give us a plan, praise God, to deal with it. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much. That we have been given the authority. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The enemy is under our feet. He is a defeated foe that we never have to be afraid of again. We thank you, Lord, for that. But God, if there's any areas in our life where we have opened the door to the enemy, 
or where the enemy is attacking and, and we haven't recognized that it was a spiritual attack. God, open our eyes to see this morning so that we could deal with that in the name of Jesus, so that we could close the door and repent of any area of disobedience in our life, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing, that you are the deliverer, that your name is above every name, that we have nothing to fear in this life because we are secure, we are safe in Christ for all of eternity. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. Just thank you, Lord.